It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Once again, I'd like to thank you for tuning in back to the book. Please take your Bibles, if you would, and turn to Psalms in chapter 12. We're continuing our thought this week on where are the godly men? Where are the godly men? Let's go ahead and read our text, Psalms chapter 12, beginning in verse 1. It says, Help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth, for the faithful fail from among the children of men. They speak vanity, every one with his neighbor. With flattering lips and with a double heart do they speak. The Lord shall cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaketh proud things, who have said, With our tongue will we prevail. Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? For the oppression of the poor, for the sighing of the needy. Now will I arise, saith the Lord. I will set him in safety from him that puffeth at him. The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. The wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted. We've been looking at some characteristics of these men that David finds himself surrounded by. This is a plea, again, or a prayer from David to God. He's concerned. He sees the the godly generation passing off the scene, and the generation coming on is not godly. And it's concerning to him. He says, help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth. It bothered him. We've looked so far. These men, they had mouth problems. It's one of the characteristics of an ungodly generation. We looked at yesterday. They had heart problems. They wanted maybe to go both ways even. I don't know. But the Bible talks about out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Everything that's coming out of their mouth is just an indication of where their heart was at. Their heart was not with the things of God. Rather, their heart was about themselves, serving themselves, going the way of the world. While they tried to pretend that they were spiritual, their heart was filthy. And I'll try to hurry up and finish these. We've already touched on it a bit, but they had pride problems. I've already hit that. I won't spend time on that. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and look in verse verse four. It says, Who have said, With our tongue will we prevail? Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? I want to say this that one of the characteristics of ungodliness is an unwillingness to submit to authority and independence from anybody that seeks to exercise godly authority in their life. It's so prevalent in churches, in families, in couples, even in our nation today. Americans have been taught to be so independent and so self-operated, self-owned. It's my way 
I, I, nobody has the right to tell me what to do. I'm going to do what I feel like, when I feel like it, how I feel like it. How many times do you hear the kid telling the parent, don't tell me what to do? It's a characteristic of ungodliness. And sadly, many churches today operate themselves independent from God because they know the way they want to go and they're charting their own course and nobody, including God, will tell them any different. A lot of the church members, they won't submit to pastoral authority. Now, I'm not talking about pastoral dictatorship. But the pastor is an authority. He is to rule the church. Many members will not submit to the authority of a pastor. Many wives will not submit to the authority of the husband. The Bible has a lot to say about that. It does not mean that the wife is inferior by any means, but that God did set up the way a house ought to be run. Children will not submit themselves to the authority of the parents, even though the Bible says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Workers don't want to submit to the authority of the boss, and so on and so forth. I think you get the picture. The generation we live in today wants to throw off all yokes, anything that has to do with telling them how to live. That's why they hate the Word of God so much. That's why they hate morality so much. The, the sodomites are trying to throw off the yoke that the Word of God puts on it. They say it's not sin. It's okay. We can do it. You have no right to tell us what to do. Young women, th those that try to stand up for abortion. They say, it's my body, I can do what I want with it. No, it's not. There's another body in there. It's murder when you commit abortion. It's murder, outright murder, killing, taking away of another human life. But they're just throwing off that authority. They're throwing off the authority of the Word of God. Who cares what God's Word says? Who cares what God says? Who cares? <coughs> Excuse me, who cares what the preacher says? I'm going my own way and nobody can tell me any different. When the preacher stands in the pulpit and begins to preach on sin, begins to tell people how they ought to be living, and that if you're living another way, you're in sin, they reject it because they won't accept the authority of the Word of God. See, David found himself in in the middle of a group of men who did not want authority. They wanted to rule themselves. They said, who is Lord over us? You know, in today's society, it's sad But our society looks at men. And to be a man, you have to be some sort of macho man. You have to be independent. You have to be unable to be touched by feeling. You have to be able to, I mean, basically stand your ground. You can't ever, you know, never just give in. Meekness is not a quality found in the American man. 
Meekness is strength under control. But no, somebody says something, you got to fight about it. You can't give up your rights. You can't let somebody else be right. It's my way or the highway. That's how our society looks at men. That is not what a godly man is supposed to be. God is looking for men that would be godly. Men that would have the character qualities of God prevalent in their life. You don't have to be macho to be a man. You don't have to, you know, how many beers a guy can drink is not the status symbol of how much of a man he is. That's what the world looks at. And that's what they say. It's not the truth. One more thing, characteristic of ungodliness, is the oppression of God's people. And sadly, this is done sometimes by God's people themselves. You know, they mock the godly person for the standards and convictions that they have in their life. Those that try to sell out all the way for God, they'll mock them. You know, you're going too far, that's too much. It's sad, but that is where the church finds herself today. It's where a lot of people are at. Those are characteristics of ungodly men. All this has really just been introduction, honestly. This is the group of men that David has found himself in. A lack of godly men. A lack of godliness. I want to say that I'm going to give you three more things here that, or I'm sorry, four things really that characterize or highlight this problem. Things that we see in our day to day, things so prevalent in the church, it's scary. We need godliness, a godly generation coming on to take the baton, to go on for God. But the same things David was seeing around the group of men he was with are the same things, sadly, I see in a lot of the generation coming on the scene today. First of all, this lack of godliness, it brings on this. We're in a, a group of people, a generation of people that have no desire for the things of God. And it's evidenced by what they talk about. God is not in all their thoughts. I think it's Psalms 53 maybe that talks about it. You know, the Lord looked down to see if there was any that did seek after God. It says they're all gone aside. There's none that doeth good, no, not one. There's none that seek after God. That's where we find ourselves today. Christians, quote-unquote. People that claim to be God's people in God's church seem to have no desire for spirituality, no desire for the things of God, no desire to go on for God. Rather, they're sidetracked with the things of the world, wanting to live in the world and go the way of the world, wanting to chart their own course, so to speak. You know, David, 
We said he's the man after God's own heart. I want you to listen to this. Here's another heart's cry from him. Psalms chapter 42. As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? We need a generation coming on the scene that has a desire to serve God. A desire to find God once again. That's not content with just going through the formality and the rituals of a service. But that truly want to be in contact with the living God. Getting power from heaven itself. Seeing Holy Ghost conviction once again in hearts and lives. Seeing people's lives truly changed for the better. Seeing sinners brought to God under conviction once again. Where is that desire for the things of God? It's virtually non-existent. God's people are ignorant. I'm afraid that even such a thing exists. We've got so content and so complacent where we're at, we've been lulled to sleep and don't realize what we're missing. Not only is there no desire for the things of God, but let me say this, there's no depth to them. They've got a surface spirituality. They look good on the outside. They know how to. But it never reaches the heart. They're like the Pharisees where Jesus said to them, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For ye are like unto whited sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but within are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Sadly, that's a picture of a lot of Christians today. They know how to look good on the outside. They, they're a good Christian on Sunday, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, they live in the world. They act like the world. They do the things of the world. I'm just telling you that Christianity, being like Christ, godliness is not anywhere near their hearts. They have no desire, no depth to their spirituality. I hope, my friends, you don't find yourself here. If so, Get on your knees before God and ask Him to forgive you. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email Back to the Book Broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book Broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org.